Welcome, 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 welcome to a noble society of young urban entrepreneurs sharing knowledge and building wealth. Welcome to the League of Hustlers. The hustle is in your bones, it runs through your veins. It's that ambition to do more, become more. You can feel it, you know you have what it takes, you know you can build a life you've been dreaming of. Time you live up to your potential. Welcome to the League of Hustlers. Welcome back to the League of Hustlers, ladies and gentlemen. Today we have a very, very, very special guest. None other than Dr. Joe White. Now, before we jump into this, I just want to say personally that I appreciate Dr. White for coming through to the League of Hustlers. This is one gentleman who has been like an inspiration into my life and who has showed me like what that true hustlers mentality is about and gave me, you know, firsthand experience, firsthand knowledge of it. I'm your co-host, HT. And I'm C.D. Barnes. And this is the League of Hustlers. And we're just going to jump right into it. We want to welcome... Uh, Dr. Joe White to the show. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, man. It's an honor and a privilege. Yeah, man. And it for for one, there are way too many uh, things that you've been involved in. There are way too many hustles, right? That you have uh, that you have par- partook in, you know, and um, and worked on, and all these entrepreneurial endeavors and stuff like that. So first and foremost, I just want you to talk about some of the things that you have, uh, some of the, the business opportunities that you've been involved in. Oh, wow. So that goes back because I've always kind of been an entrepreneur. I'm one of the few people who've never held a job my entire adult life. Uh, um, when I was in high school, I did a little bit of work, but since I became an adult, I didn't, I've never had an actual job per se. Um, and so I pretty much started off when I graduated high school, I had a little bit of money that people gave me. I bought two things. I bought Tony Robbins Personal Power and I bought Carlton Sheets um, Real Estate Investing Course. Um, at the same time, about four or five months later, my um, high school sweetheart got pregnant with our first child. And I feel, figured, you know, I have to do something to give her the lifestyle she deserves, but I didn't want to go to college. Everyone else in my um, household that went to college, my mom, my sister, my dad, even my kids have a BA. I'm the only person that didn't go to college in my household, but I'm the only one with a doctorate. And I'll tell how I got that later on. So I actually took the real estate course I did oh, like a million dollars in sales and real estate and fairly quickly, uh, a fair quick amount of time. And then what I did is a couple of friends of mine decided, hey, you know what? Why don't you teach us how to do real estate investing? So I started inviting them to my home. And so once a week they would come to my home to learn real estate investing. But then they would tell somebody else and then more people would come. And then they would tell somebody else and more people would come. So it was in a short period of time. I had like 100 people coming to my house every single week. And I said, you know, this is not realistic. I can't keep doing this. My neighbors are complaining that people parking right. on the grass. <laughs> so I wrote a book and a course to teach people how to do real estate. So I became the first Afro-American to speak on the national circuit in real estate investing. Uh, so I did that for a while. I took the money that I was making from real estate. And I invested in a mental health business and it became a multi-million dollar business. Um, shortly after that, I invested in a transportation company. And during that time, I was just buying businesses and kind of invested in businesses and coming up with ideas. Um, that's kind of during the time that I came up with my celebrity e-card, which that's how I met Harold. You know, we were basically doing video greeting cards featuring celebrities 
that people could buy. Um, but I've done transportations, I've done franchises, I've done um, sweepstakes centers. I mean, I've done quite a bit, few different businesses. Um, geez, and, and I'm always doing new things. I've done transportation, I've done, um, I mean, geez, web business, online business. I've taught, you know, classes <laughs> online. So I've done a whole bunch of different stuff, just basically to make a short story, you know, make it as short as possible. Right. The epitome of a hustler, right? Right. This is this is true. This is like this is a real life league of hustles. I want you to really pay close attention to this interview, because when when I think of hustler, this is the guy that pops up in my head. OK, Dr. Joe White. So you you've just heard and th I'm sure he isn't really even scratching the surface. Right. <laughs> so. um, So, yeah. So 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 what drives you like what? What wakes you up in the morning? Why do you, you know, continuously keep working on so many things and continuously go after these ideas that that pops up in your head? Sure. So at first it was my kids. I'm giving them a certain lifestyle, but also having freedom. You know, we talked earlier about being rich, but I always tell people you want to be wealthy because you want the money and you want the time to enjoy it. Um, what inspires me now is my legacy. You know, I recently I did um, I started working on my family tree on ancestry and I did the DNA test and I'm going through the family tree and I'm thinking to myself, I know none of these people past my mom's generation. I don't know these people. And the reason why I don't know them is because they didn't leave a legacy. They didn't leave anything. Tell and me. So talk I said, on it. Talk yeah, so on I said it. you know, my next well, my driving goal at this point is to leave a legacy for my kids, my grandkids and so forth. So that when they kind of go to wherever our home is or wherever the main home is, there's a picture of me on the wall that said that that was the man. He started all of this so that we could live a certain way for the rest of our life. Man. Chain a chain of events, you know. You want to be that like that wave, and you just boom, pass it down that legacy and inspire other people and your family, and then there you go. And then they do something great, and it just keeps that keeps it going, keeps it alive, man. Most definitely, That's awesome. I like how like you had there like what drives your hustle. I noticed right off the right off the beginning point, you say, "Hey, uh, you know that family component. You know your high school sweetheart. You guys are having a child, and you just pick up from there. That's awesome, man. So, um, from your perspective, though, like what would be the secret to success? I don't think there's one secret. I think like with anything, there's it's a recipe. Um, and uh, there's multiple components, even though flour may be the most most used item in a cake, it doesn't mean it's necessarily the most important. So I think you got to find several things that help you be successful. One could be the right idea, but also you got to have the right timing. You got to then sometimes it's the right sequence in which you apply things. And then sometimes it's the right team that's around you. So I think everybody individually is different. And I think one, that's one of the reasons why I think everybody needs some type of coach or consultant, somebody that they go to, that they talk to, that can help guide them. Because our businesses are like our babies. You know, we get offended when somebody says our kid is ugly or our kid is bad, <laughs> but we can't see it because we love them. Same thing with our businesses. We don't know what's happening in our businesses sometimes because we can't see it because our emotions are tied in. So I think everybody needs a coach for that particular reason. If you're watching on Michael Jackson, I mean, Michael Jordan, The Last Dance, you know, he didn't win any championships to Phil Jackson came along because all Michael Jordan thought about is, hey, I want the ball. I want to score. Phil Jackson said, hey, no, no, we're going to put this triangle defense in place. I mean, offense, defense in place. 
and we're going to let the whole team score, even though you may be the leading scorer. So I, th I think we all need that fine-tuned adjustments that a coach brings. Right, and and we have an episode particularly on that. This, this is one of the recent episodes. I can't remember the specific number, but we talk about this. Like the whole episode is on finding a good coach. CD, could you look that episode up? I was trying to look it up yeah. real quick so, so that yeah. we can let the League of Hustlers know. But that's a very, very critical point. All the greats, and I think we, I think we brought up the the MJ uh, example as well. But mm -hmm. all the greats, they had people to help mold them and say, you know, it's it's you may be great at everything, right? You may have all the skills, you may have all the talent, but that coach is able to look from the outside and say, you know, you need to tweak this one little thing, mm -hmm. right? Um, so that's that's so so necessary and i uh I, I i can attest to it right it's not until you have someone to steer you in the right direction you know it, it it's kind of like a focused energy right starting out you have the hustle you have the drive and you're like a flashlight but a coach comes along and turns you into a laser right where you have that laser focus and you can narrow right into you know exactly what you need to do and only focus on those things so yes. definitely check out that episode um you know something too seven. people don't know the difference between a coach and a mentor and okay. i think that throws some people off a mentor is somebody who does exactly what you want to do the way you want to do it so you can look up to him and follow his path exactly a coach is that person on the outside maybe they don't have as much success as your mentor but they're able to tell you tweak this tweak that do this a little differently they're in they're kind of inside of your business with you Versus a mentor, he's so successful, you may only speak to him once or twice a year, or you may read about your mentor. Your coach is kind of involved in your business. Okay. Okay. That's a very good uh, separation. What, CD, did you find that episode number? Yeah, episode 57. Okay. And so may, maybe we'll do a part two and talk about the difference between a coach and a mentor and, and make sure to examine that a little bit more and uh to your point dr white you know just just be sure that the coach so you're saying that the coach needs to be involved more on a day-to-day uh, -day basis or week-to-week -week basis yeah most definitely if, if i'm coaching somebody i'm we're normally coaching about once a week and it's more it's partially about them hearing what's going on in your business and giving you an outside view we always say that um you can't see yourself when you're in the frame and a coach can take a different viewpoint from your business and also accountability. A lot of times we'll lie to ourselves and say, oh, that's OK. You know what? I'll do this next week. When you have a coach, a lot of times you're accountable to somebody who says, you know what? You should have gotten this done. You promised to get this done. And a lot of times we will show up more for someone else than we will for ourselves. That's very true. That is very true. So how do you. So. One thing I struggle with, right, uh -huh. is, and I'm, I'm sure CD can attest to this as well, but like working on so many different things, mm -hmm. right? Got my hand over here. Of course, we have the podcast, right? But within the podcast, we have the apparel line, right? We have the uh, YouTube channel now that we're kicking off. So make sure you guys subscribe. Please subscribe. Help us out. Okay, we have, of course, the podcast. Um, we have, I've, I've written a book as well, Joe. Um, mm -hmm. CD is writing a book. 
I've made a course on on branding and marketing. It's uh, in the description. Should be in the notes. But so, how do you juggle? Because I know you're the master at this. How do you juggle mm. like so many things and, and and make sure that you're pushing them all at the same time and, and equally? Or is it where you just focus on one at a time or a couple at a time? So that kind of depends. You know, I think with, with COVID-19 happened, one of the big things is a lot of people realized they didn't have multiple streams of income and the income was cut off. Mm. So when I'm thinking of multiple projects, it's because I want to make sure I got multiple streams of income. Okay. Um, I think that sometimes you do develop stuff in stages, like one at a time, depending on how much time it's going to actually take to do things. But I work in blocks. So I set a timer and I pretty much I'm, I'm picking a project or item and I'm going to take 45 minutes and work on it nonstop. Then I take a 15 minute break. Um, I try mm -hmm. not to do two things at the same time. Sometimes I will what's called layer. And what I mean by layer, that may be mean that I'm jogging and listening to a book at the same time. Okay. Uh, that's how I get my reading done. Um, but I think you have to be very careful not to work on more than three things at a time. And then once one is a, that one, once one thing is on autopilot, where you have it delegated, where you have other people doing it, then you can put one more thing in. But I think when so, you start to go past three, it gets a little confusing. Real, real quick, I don't mean to cut you off, but so, so you're saying three, like, so so three different businesses, or are you saying like three things at the same time, like physically working on three things? Or... It could be three different businesses, but sometimes it's the same business, but it's a different stream of income within the business. So okay. I look at, when you say legal hustlers, this is really the same business. All of this comes under the legal hustlers, I'm assuming. So you have the podcast, you have the YouTube channel, you have the branding course. All of that is part of the legal hustlers and you're serving the same audience with it. Um, the key is to be able to get one thing done. So a lot of times I mind map my projects first and I look at all the tasks and I estimate how long it's going to take. And if one of the other projects is going to take too much time away from me getting that done by my timeline, then I'll just do that project. So like I said, there's no, no cookie cutter set formula. But I never go over three major projects at a time because okay. that way what happens is like Kool-Aid. It kind of starts to solve. The more water you put into it, the more diluted it gets. It doesn't have the strength. So I want to keep my strength as strong as possible. So I'm going to kind of keep it at three things. Wow. That's very good insight. And so I, I like the tip you gave, like going for 45 minutes on one thing, like laser focus, right? That's what mm -hmm. you're saying. Yes. And then stop, take a 15-minute break, and then switch. Yes. And what one thing I find myself doing is like I'll have like two laptops up and a tablet and maybe my phone, too. And I'm like here, here, all within the same minute, you know. Um, and so I, I guess I need to kind of work on that. But uh, a lot of it may be like video editing or something mm -hmm. like that where I have to, you know, save. And then while it's saving, you know, I'll turn and, and work on something else. You sure. know what I mean? But. I do find myself like not being productive. So League of Hustlers, if if you're like me and you, you try to do these multiple things at one time, maybe we need to think about scaling it back. Right. And laser focusing on one thing at a time to fully give it its, uh, you know, it, its due justice and its due um, energy. Yeah, not to mention that, like, you're a genius. So you're a little different than a, than a regular person. too. I, I, I work with you. So you're a technical genius. But create an automation wheel. What are the steps in everything that you do? Like, you know, if you know, first I got to create the video, then I got to edit the video, then I got to market the video. And look, is there somebody who can do this? Is eighty percent as good as I can do that? I could delegate that out to and stop doing it. I mean, you're only going to grow as a business 
when you have to, you can take yourself out of it. One of the biggest problems that I've seen, like uh, one of the things that I didn't mention, I, when I worked, at, I went to work at CEO Space International after I sold my transportation company. I didn't go there to work for money because I had already sold my company and I had money coming in for the next couple of years from payments from the company. I went there because this is where Les Brown, Bob Proctor, Robert Kiyosaki, Sharon Lecter, I mean, all the greats were working at. So I got a chance to be in that environment and work with them. And I worked as a coach for the Southern area. But one of the first things that, that I learned that I was taught is most people don't go into a company. There's only three ways to get rid of a company. You either got to sell it, you got to go public, or you got to hand it down. And you need to decide that on at day one, what am I going to do with this company? And if you're going to sell it or go public, you have to start taking yourself out of the process. A lot mm -hmm. of times people don't realize that they're the bottleneck. So wow. you got to be creating every business like it's a franchise so that you can step out of it or at some point get some freedom. Or how do you sell it if you're the component? They can't buy you. Mm. They want to buy a business if you want to sell your business. Wow. That's a that's a very good point. And one one thing I'll, I'll tell you, you said I'm the genius. I don't agree. Right. <laughs> but CD is a master at automation. Right. Mm -hmm. So. So, CD, give can you give a little insight into to what Joe is saying, like, it, 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 in terms of that automated process? Because he think looks at everything like that. Yeah, I I definitely can agree on that point right there in terms of like uh, process and workflow improvement and finding ways to do that. Just try to automate it, you know, as best as possible. That's that's basically my specialty at this point. I look for ways to, uh, you know, we write all the steps down. Okay, this is what we're doing. Step one, step two, step three. Literally write it down so you can do that. Pass it to someone else or find a, a way that you can actually automate each of these steps. Um, even if you can automate a lot of times, well, there's a couple types of automation. You got like uh, zero hands, you know, where you can just kind of press play and walk away and this thing can take over literally the job. And then you have... have what we call like light touch automation, where maybe I can automate the first four steps, the fifth one I have to step in and take an action and then press play again. And then the last five steps are automated. So I definitely can relate to that part right there. And and, and we practice that here, you know, at League of Hustlers. We we try to implement a lot of that stuff in the in our in our day to day. But uh like H was just saying, a lot of times we're just doing so, so much stuff. And we're trying to really organize everything and make sh making sure we're delivering good content effectively every time, you know. And so, so Joe, real quick, it, uh, another thing that I think you have a unique ability at doing is like rallying the troops, mm -hmm. right? And and finding um, finding that talent and finding key people to execute those specific tasks. Could you give a little insight in terms of how how that process plays in your head? Because you can't you can't build like the type of businesses that you've built um, mm -hmm. by yourself, right? Sure. Or as a as a you know a small team. So how how do you um, I guess find talent and then rally the troops, so to speak? Yeah, I think you got to find somebody who has a passion for that type of work. So if you know I'm dealing in the group home business. I want to find somebody who already has a passion for those type of clients and people so they'll kind of naturally do it, not just for the money, but because they enjoy doing it. I think the other thing is, too, 
taking the time to really get to know the people that you're interviewing and understanding their abilities and their skills and getting them to learn and master one or two skills, you know, never go past three again and master those things and then apply them to the actual business. Um, I think that every person needs to take some leadership course and needs to kind of learn how to be a leader because sometimes that's just not natural. Sometimes, you know, like I also, when I left CEO space, I went and worked at venture capital and, the venture capital company, Benaya, was the company that bought most of so-so death. Um, and then we would buy and invest in other businesses. But a lot of times the person who created the business was not the right person to run the business. Mm. So people, a lot of times when they go to venture capital and you get these millions of dollars, a lot of times they don't let you be the president. They hire a president and maybe you're the inventor or maybe you're the creator or maybe you do the content. So you also got to examine yourself, say, OK, I'm not the right person to be doing this. I'm going to outsource that and be humble enough to actually do it and do what you do best and let other people do what they do best. Right. Right. And I, I could imagine that a lot of times you've ran into people who didn't want to do that, huh? <laughs> but they're like, this is my baby. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <I don't> wanna... <laughs> Give that up. Yeah. It goes back to like, we can't see ourselves when we're in the frame and our, our business is our baby and we're emotionally tied to it. Like, you ever had like an idea you felt like it's a good idea? Like we, we started talking about my celebrity e-car. I kind of <laughs> don't want to let it go because it's still, it was an emotional baby. Right. Uh, and so the same thing that happens with other people in their businesses, they're just too emotionally involved. That's again, why they need that outside perspective of a coach. Right, right. And man, we spent, we spent a lot of time, a lot of effort, many nights working on that project. <laughs> like, Yes. You know, and we just knew it. We just knew it. Like, this is it. This yeah. was the one, you know. But I think it, it was kind of ahead of its time, you yes. know. And uh, I, I guess, like, having a coach back then w w would have helped us to say, like, okay, you know, maybe we can – or or maybe it was just the time, right? Maybe yeah. it was te technology. I don't know. It was a lot of, a lot of stuff uh, that – Fact well, yeah, and the internet crash happened where the internet, where they started the, the stock market crash and people stopped putting money in those type of projects too. Right. So that, that was, was another thing. That was a major thing. Major thing. Yeah. Which brings up another point that I think that also plagues a lot of hustlers and small businesses is they're underfunded. So a lot of times people don't hire people because they don't have the money to hire the people. And so they're they're very much underfunded. So I think another skill that's important for people to learn, probably the most important skill, is how to raise money. Mm. Um, you know, we raised like forty thousand dollars for that particular project when we started, and now I've been able to be behind the scenes and see how money is raised for major projects. Uh -huh. And so that's super important. That you know, you need to, everybody needs to look into raising money this particular time and how to raise money. Whether it's Kickstarter, whether it's GoFundMe whether it's a PPM or whatever it is, crowdfunding, you need to know how to raise money for your business. Right, right. And so actually our last episode, episode 90, mm -hmm. right, we talked about um, something that you brought up, the multiple streams of income mm -hmm. um, and being your own boss. And part of that is, uh, or part of what we talked about was like whatever that thing is that you need that's necessary for your business or for your hustle, like you need to take ownership of it, right? And you need to go out and, and figure out what it is that you need to know about it. So if it's raising money, like go out and figure out how to raise money, right? If that's a big problem that, that entrepreneurs face, you know, 
go out and, and learn about it. If is if you want to try the crowdfunding, right? Take the take ownership of it. Be the boss of that and and go out and learn crowdfunding on Indiegogo, on Kickstarter. So any of these things, any of these problems that you're facing as an entrepreneur. And to be honest, in my opinion, that's the definition of entrepreneurship. Okay. I guess the de facto, it's like you see a problem or, or you run into a problem and then you figure out some kind of way to climb over it. Or, you know, you might be going under, you might be going around it, or you might be going through it. Right. But, but never giving up and actually being your own boss. And, you know, in, in terms of like multiple streams of income, it's like, if that's an issue for you, right. Especially right now during COVID times, if that's an issue, Figure out what it takes to to create an additional stream of income, but you have to put the work in, you know? So, Joe, what are you working on now? I see in the background there you have one of your older books called uh, Concrete Jungle, um, and you you have other books as well, right? Well, I'm working on another book now. I'm working on a book called The Broke Millionaire, Origins of an Entrepreneur Superhero. That's kind of what my shirt is. The E stands for, and on the back it has Entrepreneur Superhero. But I'm doing okay. a lot of coaching and consulting. Um, I've always coached in the real estate area. So, if you know, when people want to learn how to flip houses, wholesale, I've taught that for 20 years. Um, you know, that's one of the, the reasons why I started also then teaching like how to do online courses. Because I said, you know, I've made money consistently every single month for 20 years off a course I wrote 20 years ago. So I started wow. teaching people how to do that. And then I have a lot of business consulting clients because I got all this knowledge from venture capital, from CEO space. I started taking on clients. So I've been taking on celebrity clients like I am there. I'm head consulting for the Boxing Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, And that was so insightful because what ended up happening is you have all these great boxers who have been heavyweight champions, guys who fought Muhammad Ali, guys who fought Mike Tyson, guys who fought George Frazier. They are household names, but a lot of them aren't getting a lot of money right now. One, because they didn't study business. Two, because they don't have any direct connection to their fans. So part of the job that they've given me is to help find and create that direct connection back to their fans, because when they were coming up, there was no social media, you know? So now like artists like, you know, six, nine just released a a new song. (laughs) Millions of people tune in crazy because he has direct connection to his fans. And there's these boxers don't have that. So that's one of the projects that I'm working on with them. Um, I just started a new uh, Facebook group, expert education for entrepreneurs, because one of the things I did love about CEO space, why I stayed there three and a half years, and I've been a member 10 years, and it's expensive. It's the number one business conference in the world. Wow. So I can say everybody's there. But when you're there, once you're a member, everybody shares. So if Les Brown is there, if Bob Proctor is there, if any celebrity is there, they're no different than you and I. We all come to the table and share and help each other. So that was my reason for starting that Facebook group. I wanted to be similar in the sense that everybody just shared and helped each other. It wasn't about sales. Now, if you help somebody you share and then you want to sell them something, fine. But we want to start off with actually sharing and giving first. Tithing, basically. Tithing knowledge. Mm. So, yeah. So I'm doing that. I'm still on the board of a small venture capital company. And I'm just coaching entrepreneurs and helping entrepreneurs. Wow. This is like a ton of information we're getting here in this episode. Like, so many different areas have been covered here. It's like, just let's just put our... Let's say we're starting from scratch. What if we're at the very beginning? Like, what is step? Where do we start? What's step one for a person who's just starting out from scratch? What's what do they do first? Where do we start? Clarity. I think they need to take 
the time to write down what it is they want to do and get crystal clear what the picture looks like. I mean, that's what goals start with. You know, basically a project is nothing but a goal. A business a lot of times is just a goal when it starts. You want to get crystal clear on what that is. And then you want to do what's called reverse engineering. If you say, OK, you know what? I want to have the biggest podcast in the world. Fine. Let's then take what are the steps in reverse order in order to do that. And a lot of times how you figure that out is you find the top three people in the world. If it's Gary V, if it's somebody else and we reverse engineer what they did and we use those steps to take ours to that same level. Wow. Excellent. Excellent. Good stuff, man. Yeah. It's like a tons. I hope everybody's been taking notes. H, I see you over there every now and then, like jotting down. <laughs> That's right. Like, man, it's like a ton of information. So with all of these ventures, are do you have any like anything we can learn from on like regrets? Do you have anything like any major regrets along the way? Uh, most definitely. I think early in my career, there were some relationships I could have nurtured better. You know, later on, I learned about nurturing relationships and staying in touch with people. But I didn't do that when I started early. I think also um, knowing when to get out. Some people will ride a business and then some the times change. And when times change, businesses aren't the same. Like right now, it would not be smart to be in the pager business. Ain't nobody buying no pager. <laughs> right. And, hit, and hit me on my two-way, Joe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, not falling in love so much with the business when you don't you don't make the change. So, like if you know, if if I know that, okay, every 10 years basically, the whole marketplace shifts. And you got to be aware of that and you got to sell, get out a transition before that happens. You look at companies like General Electric, they're not just doing light bulbs. They're doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, and they, they, they started diversifying their income. And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs don't get. Like right now, during this particular time, if I had a bakery and I know I can't open now, then maybe I'm going to be teaching online baking classes for people at home through Zoom. And I'm going to have a monthly subscription. Well, once a week, I'm going to teach them how to cook different meals and maybe they pay me $19 a month and I get them a one year subscription. So that's what I mean by a lot of times seeing what's going on and then shifting. Mm. So it's, it's, it's uh, like being agile enough to notice different opportunities and immediately switch. Yeah, you, you definitely got to keep your ear to the ground. You know, you, you got to keep your you got to see what's happening, what's trending in your business. Like every business pretty much has associations. You should be going to those association meetings, seeing what's going on. Sometimes the government will change a law and it will affect the business. And you don't know that's coming. Or sometimes, you know, like say the marketplace has changed, just like styles of clothes. If you were selling bell bottoms, you probably would be out of business now if you didn't <laughs> stop selling bell bottoms. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's very important stuff, man. And I, I kind of picked that up at the very beginning when you were saying you started off in one business. And then the funds you took from there, invested into the next thing, and then invested into the next thing, invested into the next thing. I think that's awesome. Is a lot of times are your, do you find that the the businesses or your opportunities are related and they kind of segue into one another, or is it just a brand new idea or just a little bit of both? Um, now they they're segmented because I've learned how to strategize and plan a little bit. Um, since I first started, but before it was more of a whim. It was more, hey, okay, I saw real estate. I figured it was a good thing to do. I learned how to do it well. Uh, the mental health was something my mom was doing already, and I kind of just dove into it with my mom and my sister. But now I plan. I think about, okay, you know what? 
where what's my pipeline what's the funnel where am i going so just like if i'm writing a book now the book has to tie into courses and other things that i'm you know i'm doing just like you know if you're writing a book of course it's to lead people back to legal hustlers to learn more to grow more to go get a course then to get the next course then to get the next course then to get the next course and then to go to a boot camp and then come to a retreat so things like that people aren't thinking of sometimes but you want to be thinking that way that there needs to be a legal hustlers retreat in brazil or in <laughs> you know and there needs to be a boot camp every quarter you know yes, and it, it needs to be yeah. <laughs> and it needs to be a book you know once a year you know whatever and it may not just be a book it may be a series of books legal hustlers volume one volume two volume three so that's the type of strategy that I'm, I'm i look at now when i'm actually creating a business how does it fit in my portfolio and then how does it fit into my lifestyle I think that's something else people don't realize also, too, that, you know, sometimes you get a business, you work in 10, 12 hours a day and you're neglecting your family and you got to have a little bit of balance. Um, you know, I never wanted to be a multi multi millionaire. I wanted to be comfortable. So for me, comfortable looks like two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. But I don't want to work more than about 40 hours a week, 30, 40 hours a week. And I want to do it from anywhere in the world. That's always been my thing. So I'm paperless. I'm virtual. I can pack up my laptop and go and be anywhere and work. And that's the way I love life. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. That's that's awesome. I think uh, that's probably what a lot of our audience is aspiring to. You know, that's awesome. So with that, I think we've got enough information in here. If we go any further, you know, this could <laughs> turn into a book, this episode alone. <laughs> so we're going to get talk. into the challenge, man. With every episode, we like to leave the audience with a challenge. Um, an actionable step that they can take and implement into their daily lives and implement into their hustle. Joe, the challenge is on you today. All what right. would you challenge the audience with? So my motto is share, grow, give, or share, give, grow. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give away a free consult to the first 10 people. And I guess what I'll do is I'll, I'm gonna have a webpage and they can go to drjoewhite.com um, forward slash free consult. And they can get on my calendar and they, I'll give them 15 to 30 minutes to just listen to their business and give them feedback and advice uh, and try to help them in any way that I can during that 30 minute session. That's drjoewhite.com forward slash free consult. Y'all better beat me to it. I tell you that. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm there. <laughs> I'm already there. Yeah, that's awesome. Perfect, perfect. Please take advantage of this opportunity. Um, I think uh, you're going to find that it's going to be priceless. It's going to be priceless for your your business. It's going to be priceless for kind of help steer you in the right direction, man. I think you know you can see uh, Dr. Joe has some amazing experience under his belt and uh, a wealth of knowledge that he can share with the group, man. So you guys make sure you go to that. Uh, URL, what's the address again? DrJoeWhite.com. Uh, yeah, DrJoeWhite.com forward slash free consult. There you go. Sign up and make sure you get that free consult. Do it quick because it's limited amount. For sure. For sure. Hey, look, Dr. Joe White, we appreciate you. We salute you. Another thing we're doing is uh, we, we have this segment called The Hustler Salute. Right, and we, we usually do it at the beginning of the episode, but we forgot, forgive us. So, but this episode, I, I want to salute you, Dr. Joe White. A big hustler salute because I know you personally are the epitome of 
the ultimate hustler. <laughs> Thank so, you, man. So, yeah, man. Uh, definitely check out the group. Uh, it's called Expert Education for Entrepreneurs, right, Joe? Yes. Right. And check out the League of Hustlers group, too. So our mission is kind of the same thing, um, where we want to share knowledge and build wealth. Right. Together. And we're using it as a way to uplift each other. Right. Um, to promote each other and to just support each other. So check out both groups. This has been another great episode of the League of Hustlers. We appreciate y'all. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like this. Make sure you share this. Share this information. Share knowledge. Build wealth. Right. So many gems dropped in this episode. I my, my my note page is full over here, ladies and gentlemen, okay? Because this guy I know is the real deal. So we appreciate y'all, and make sure that y'all stay in touch. Reach out if you have any questions at questions at leagueofhustlers.com. Um, and we're signing off. It's been another episode, League of Hustlers. Yo, 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 thanks for listening to this episode of the League of Hustlers podcast. We just wanted to remind you to subscribe, share, like, favorite, whatever you need to do to stay plugged in. It's a motivational podcast for the go-getters and the heavy hitters. What's happening? Stay in touch. And if you have any needs, hit us up at questions at leagueofhustlers.com. Also, check out the website, LeagueOfHustlers.com. It's a cool blog of motivational videos. We're all about that motivation. You know the drill. Now go get it. You can do this. You are unstoppable. You are calm. There is no one like you. Nothing can close you down. You are worthy. You are special. You know no limits. You are successful. You are prosperous. You are focused, you are funny, you are fly, you are tripped, you are amazing, you attract great opportunities, you are surrounded by your abundance, you achieve all your goals, you hustle, you endure, you try, try, try.